Hello, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we're looking at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. And we are on a series of looking at going through all of the Psalms. There are 150, just so you know. (laughs) And looking at God's promises to us. And once we finish God's promises, because I don't think there are 150, we'll see what else um, the Lord gives me so that we can intertwine as we've been doing between a promise and a psalm. Today we're on a psalm, and that is Psalm 34 reading from the New International Version. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, and those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil and blot out their names from the earth to blot out their names from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Today, we have a psalm of thanksgiving written by our dear David. And right out of the gate, we know this because David expresses his joy in praising God. Verses 1 through 3 are David showing us how to worship God, I believe, by extolling the Lord, by praising the Lord, and by glorifying the Lord. Extol is a word that we don't often use, but what it means is really just to praise God more enthusiastically. This may lead to, for me, how some cultures praise God. Last quarter, I completed a seminary course on the different practices of worship within the Christian faith. It highlighted for me how other cultures of non-Western cultures Um, to be exact, seem to include extolling God in their worship. They are more vocal and more expressive than we hear in Western countries. Now, of course, speaking here in America, although we are, you know, Western-based, you know, it depends on your denomination and the ethnicity of that denomination 
you may find, you know, some variation in the way in which we worship. Charismatic churches may be more enthusiastic, you know, um, different cultures, African-American or Hispanic can be more enthusiastic than, say, more Caucasian churches, you know, uh, maybe Episcopalian. So it really varies. But extolling the Lord is just praising him with everything you have. You're enthusiastic, right, about what he's done. And for me, the takeaway from that course, it really is to just allow people to express their appreciation for God their way. You know, they're expressing their love for God, for what he has done. There is no right way to praise God. Only that we need to praise him. (laughs) Next, we have verses four through seven, which are David really giving us his witness or testimony of what God has done for him, which is why he can extol the Lord and glorify his name. David has expressed, you know, has experienced some things with God. You too have and are experiencing life with God. He has brought you out of mess. He has shielded you from mess. He has stayed with you (laughs) in mess. We all have experienced or are experiencing life with God. And so we are without excuse for praising him. Verses 8 and 14 are a sort of self-reflection, I think, where David offers us insight as to, you know, how we are to live as followers of God. I like verse 8, you know, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And as a little girl, I didn't understand what it meant because how can you really taste God? It seemed crazy to me, but I mean, come on, I was a little girl. However, now that I'm more mature in the faith, I understand that it's really an invitation to get to know God, right? Taste and see, to experience God, to experience a relationship with him, to try him out, so to speak, and see if he fits you. And then David says, once you try it out, David knows you will see that he is good. So it's an invitation. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Give him a try. Tell him what's on your heart. Don't be embarrassed. He is holy, but he knows everything anyway. Try him out. Give him a chance. Then the last verses are where David speaks about the wonders of God and how he cares and looks out for his children. If you're ever in doubt as to whether God has or whether God will provide for you, these last verses are here to remind us that God is on our side. He's on the side of his children and he is attentive to our cries and he will deliver us and protect us. You know, yesterday we covered the promise of salvation and how God does not discriminate, but that he offers salvation to everyone who will accept, right? And to those who do accept his invitation, that's you and I, we have his favor. I've heard the saying, favor ain't always fair, but it's final. (laughs) And I've personally experienced God's favor in my life over and over again, where I know it was him. And I'm sure you too can share stories of your experiences with God and his favor on your life or in your life. That's a benefit to being his child. So as you continue your caregiving journey, and it is a journey, today I would like you to take a moment to
to reflect on God's goodness, to extol him, to glorify his name. And you do that by recounting all the ways you've experienced his favor, all of the ways he's been attentive to your cry. And then you can declare, as David did in verse 8, that you have tasted and you have seen God, and he is very good. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for putting yourself out here for us, figuratively and very much literally, putting yourself out there so we can taste and see that you are good. Help us to remember as children of you how we are to walk and how we are to talk, to keep our tongues from evil, to not let our lips tell lies, to turn away from evil and to always to seek peace and to do good. Help us to remember that when we seek you, we will find you. Not that you are away from us, but you're waiting, you're waiting for us to be honest with you to let you know what is on our hearts. Thank you for being a God who your eye is on us, that you've made plans for us, that you love us. And in our remembering this, Lord, help us to praise you. Help us to extol extol your name. Help us to not be ashamed of the way in which we worship and praise you because of all the things that you have done for us. Thank you for being a good God. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my podcast family, you go administer the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus and recount all of the ways you've experienced God's favor today.